Our scripture reading today will come from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Let us hear God's word. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Good job, Good morning, family. Good morning. Let me get myself together here. What a beautiful day. We sung that song, didn't we? What a beautiful day it is. Amen. Beautiful name, excuse me. Yes. Amen. God bless you. It's uh, good to see all of you here. Uh, Before I go any further, uh, I want to acknowledge also uh, the graduates. Uh, Congratulations uh, on your assignment, on your new assignment, your new season uh, that you're in. That's why we weren't Uh, present uh, last Sunday. Uh, Connie and I, uh, we had the privilege of celebrating with our daughter uh, another graduation from Cornell University in New York. And and so so we celebrate with our young people, don't we? And and some of us are a little older when we graduate, but that's all right too, as long as you continue to move on uh, uh, in your life uh, from one season uh, to the next. And so again, uh, my hat goes off to you and uh, congratulations uh, once again on uh, that accomplishment. Uh, let's uh, ask God's uh, blessing before we go any further. Father, Lord, now your people have come to uh, hear a word from you, not from me, uh, but from you. So I must decrease that you would increase. Father, your people uh, desire to know Thus saith the Lord for this day, this time, this season that we're in. So, Father God, do what only you can do through the Holy Spirit. And we'll give your name the praise. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen and amen. Well, if you would allow me to reminisce for just a few moments, at approximately 10 years of age, I started my working career. I started my working career at uh, 10 years of age. I started at a little neighborhood grocery store, you know, one of those Ma and Pa. How many of you uh, frequent a Ma and Pa grocery store when you were growing up? Not many of you, more of you are familiar with the Myers and the Kroger's and all those big name uh, grocery stores. But there, there was a time when you had Ma and Pa. Uh, I'm aging myself now, but, uh, but th- th- that's the truth. 
uh, there were a, such a thing of Ma and Pa grocery store. And thus, I worked at one uh, in Chicago. Uh, I, I, I mopped the floor. Sometimes the handle was longer than me or taller than me. Uh, I stored canned goods on the shelves and in the back for storage. I helped customers. I bagged groceries. I assisted customers to their cars with their groceries. In some instances, I even assisted them all the way home with their groceries. I cut meat. Again, this is not Kroger's or uh, Meyers, folks. You did everything from A to Z in the Monpa grocery stores. And so I learned how to quarter a whole chicken. I learned how to cut pork chops. I learned how to uh, cut bologna and salami and American cheese to their, to their liking. And I went on to become a cashier at that little Ma and Pa growth. So, so I, I, I kind of moved up. From there, I, I went to a daycare center. I, I worked at a daycare center. I mopped the floors at that daycare center. I, I, I cleaned the toilets at that daycare center. I helped them in whatever way they wanted me to help them. Then I went on to Walgreens as a busboy. Now, I, I, see some, uh, I, I, I see some puzzled faces here. Uh, there was such a time Again, I'm aging myself. There was such a time when the Walgreens had cafeterias. How many of you remember that? Maybe you don't. Okay. The, the Walgreens had cafeterias in them. And so as a busboy, when the people finished their meals, and, and uh, truth be told, there, there were some pretty good uh, meals there at uh, the Walgreens, at least I worked at. I cleaned the tables once they left. I mop, I'm a veteran now at mopping floors. I mop floors at the daycare center. I mop floors at the Mon Park grocery store. So I'm a veteran now at mopping floors. I mop the floors. I, I clean the, uh, 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 the plates and, and, and the forks and the spoons that were used as a busboy. Then I went on to work at a gas station. Again, I'm going to age myself, but at the gas stations back then, we brought the money out in little changers. Okay, some of you may remember that as well. We cleaned their windows. We checked the air in their tires. We checked both the oil and the transmission fluid. I know you, uh, none of us do that anymore at, at uh, gas stations. We gave them, it, it's called full service uh, 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 now. But, but, but we did that on a continual, regular basis back then. And then we exchanged money back then, right there at the gas station. We didn't have carts to go to. And yes, gas was under a dollar. 
okay? And, oh, thank you. That's the most important thing. Thank you. Uh, and I pumped the gas. for the, they, In other words, they didn't even have to get out the car. Full service that I gave them. Uh, all of these during my adolescent years, it taught me, folks, one thing. That is the work ethic. The work, work ethic. That you get paid after you what? After you work 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours. But it taught me as a young boy the importance of working for my pay and not taking someone else's money. Here's the point, though. One small step at a time with various job positions, which happens to be the name of our series that we're in currently, and that is one small step. You see, one doesn't start at the top. You, you work your way up by taking one small step. That's, folks, that's in anything. Yes, these are lessons learned through life experience. So, so can we go to school for a moment? And the course we'll be taking is Christianity 101. And, and let me assure you that everyone can pass this course so you don't have to get fidgety and uh, get scared, okay? Uh, let's start by understanding our lives with Jesus Christ is not a 40-yard dash, but it's a, a marathon. In fact, this is a lifelong experience when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It really, folks, can be compared to a marriage. And marriages are meant for a lifetime. But, but the only way we'll be successful in this journey is to take one small step Oh, there goes that phrase again. One day at a time. Connie and I have uh, the privilege of babysitting our second granddaughter. And to watch her take small steps, both literally and figuratively, is nothing short of a miracle. As the old adage goes, a journey of a thousand miles begins with what? One step. One step. So one of the basic lessons found in Christianity 101 is discipleship in the context of community. Discipleship in the context of community. Did you know that God desires for you and me is to be in an intimate, personal love relationship with him? That's where discipleship comes in. But discipleship demands commitment. You, you see, discipleship causes us to look more like Jesus because we're spending time with him. And our discipleship is revealed in community settings. So when you approach discipleship in that way, you and others will begin to see the difference in your life. But the reality is, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ will take effort. Folks, this is not a walk in the park. But, but let me assure you that the commitment pays off in the long run. 
Today's text is a very familiar one to those of us who have been in the church any length of time. It's known as the Great Commission. Thank you, honey, you did a great job in reading it. Uh, did you know that the Great Commission operates best in community? Let's break down these verses in Matthew 28, 16 through 20 for our course, Christianity 101. The first lesson is community with believers. Community with believers. Verses 16 and 17 of Matthew 28 says, Then the eleven disciples, community, went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. You see, discipleship involves community because our faith was never meant to be li lived out in private. That's why the Apostle Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation to all who believe in Romans 1.16. Now, now it goes on to say that the 11 disciples joined Jesus in Galilee. Uh, so a key point here in this lesson, Christianity 101, is that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're not meant to try to figure things out on your own. And this is so important because in this day and age, in which we value independence, don't we? That I can do it on my own, autonomy. I'll pull my own self up from the bootstraps. The scriptures, if you read them, continues to paint a picture of a team working together to accomplish the goal. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 says as much when it says the body is a unit Though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body, so it is with Christ. So, so let's go back to verse 16 of Matthew 28. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, community. In other words, the disciples were together after Jesus' resurrection. We need to stay together, folks, because your presence, believe it or not, encourages me, and I hope my presence encourages you you see that's why the church why church attendance is very important so much happens when we come together like we're doing right now such as encouragement conviction boldness to speak up for christ revival evangelism just to name a few well, Hebrews 10, 25 says as much. It says, let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as we see the day approaching. What day is that? The day when our Lord and Savior comes again for all those who love him. But let's be clear, discipleship involves obedience. That obedience is to Jesus Christ. You, you see, the disciples went together, community, to the place Jesus designated obedience. Here's another key point here. We're to be obedient to the word of God. 
You, you see, Jesus designated the place where the disciples were to meet him according to the scriptures. And he has the final word. So the, the scriptures goes on to say that together they worshiped community. Some doubt it. We doubt today, don't we? Why do you doubt? Well, of course, I can't answer that for you. I can only answer it for me. And the reason that, well, I, I doubt, folks, right at the top of that list is a lack of faith, a lack of faith in what God says he can do. Uh, let's face it, folks, in the midst of community, there will be those who question the authority of the Lord. Let that not be said of you. If the free, all of us will not be at the same place in our journey with the Lord. It said some doubt it. But we stay together. We stay together. Here is what an African proverb states. If you want to run fast, run alone. If you want to run far, run together. So we can say, although we too have our questions, yet in community, one step at a time, we gain wisdom. Well, community with believers is the first lesson taught in Christianity 101. But the second lesson that's taught in Christianity 101 is community with Jesus. Community with Jesus. Now it says in, in verse 18, then Jesus came to them and said, you see, Jesus wants to do community with us. So much so that he comes to us. Think about that for a moment. Th think about that. Jesus wants to be in relationship with you and me that he initiates contact in coming to us. Well, the scriptures says as much in Revelation 3.20 when it says, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and sup with them and they with me. Not only does he come to us in the good times, but he comes to us in the midst of our storms. Mark 4, 35 through 41 gives us an example. Jesus and the disciples on the Sea of Galilee, the storm comes, they get all frantic, as I would as well, wondering what Jesus is thinking about. And Jesus gets up and calms the storm. You see, he doesn't run from us, but he draws near to us. Key point, key point, Jesus wants to be in community with his disciples. He wants to be in community with you. And Jesus wants to be in community with Ipsy Free. You, you see, Jesus promised never to leave us, nor forsake us. And, and let's be clear, folks, our marching orders come from Jesus and not any other person. So it stands to reason we need him in our midst. 
So Jesus established his authority among the disciples. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I worked for a paramilitary organization when I was in Chicago. And one thing, one thing, Brother Jason, they taught us right at the start was the line of authority. The line of authority. In other words, your rank determines your authority. So in other words, a sergeant couldn't tell a captain what to do. Line of authority. So it is with Jesus. He's our authority in all matters. Oh, you missed a place to say amen on that one. And, and as we are obedient to him, we please our heavenly father. So as we spend time with Jesus, we begin to reflect his person. No doubt one's goal should be to look more like Jesus. And when that becomes the goal, you can say with the apostle Paul, imitate me as I imitate Christ in 1 Corinthians 11. Key point, key point. Jesus is our authority. That's why our attendance in church on Sunday should not be viewed as, well, an event to attend. One of your bucket lists for the, for the week. I attended church, now I go on to Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. As we, as was implied earlier, spiritual growth takes place in the context of church in the context of us coming together, fellowshipping with one another. You, you see, when we gather together, be it on Sundays or at a Bible study uh, during the week or for community meetings, we grow in our faith. So church attendance is not an event to attend, but could be seen as a tree, a living organism that grows fruit. Well, 1 Corinthians 3, 6 tells us that, and this is Paul speaking, he said, I planted the seed, Apollos watered the seed, but what? God caused the increase. Yes, Jesus gave the instructions to the community of disciples in Matthew 28. Yes, he's still doing that today. And well, our mantra speaks to that issue because our mantra is love God, love all people, and follow Jesus together. So lesson two in Christianity 101 is community with Jesus. So, so we talk about, in lesson one, community with believers. The 11 went community to be with Jesus. Lesson two, community with Jesus. All authority is given to me, he reminds the 11. Now our final lesson is Christi in Christianity 101 is community with the world. Community with the world. One cannot read the gospel without reading of Jesus' interaction with the world. You see, our Christian faith is not meant to be a secret society. 
It's meant to be shared. I, I can't say that enough. Truth be told, truth be told, our Christian journey would be much easier lived in secret, but Jesus calls us to share. Folks, let's face it. It would be easier to live for Christ if we didn't have to come to church on Sunday. How many of us have things to do right after church? Okay, you don't need to raise your hand. Who could be doing it right now? If you didn't have to give your money, we're all struggling with finances. It'd be easier to live for Christ if we didn't have to pray. Certainly, if we didn't have to share our faith with others. Folks, if we could be CIA agents, this would be a great life. But it is a great life when you understand that Jesus Christ will never leave you nor forsake you. When I was in grammar school, whenever my teacher would catch us eating candy, she would stop the class and ask Raymond or whomever, did you bring enough for everybody? And of course I said, no ma'am. Uh, and those were the years when you said, no ma'am and no sir. She said, well, put it away, because if you don't have enough for everybody, you can't enjoy that candy on your own. In the same manner, in the same manner, salvation in Jesus Christ isn't meant to be enjoyed alone. We can't have the mentality that I'm on my way to heaven and so glad and not worry about the world and be concerned about the world. That's not what the gospel is all about. But the gospel tells us that a loving father sent his son to die on the cross for our sins and if we accept that message, he comes in and lives in us, and we experience salvation. And now we are soldier in the army of the Lord, and we're expected to go out now and continue that message. Somebody took the time for each of you to know Jesus, whether it was mom, dad, pastor, Friend, somebody took the time to share the gospel with you. As a result, you've given your life over to the Lord. Now it's your turn to share with others the good news. You see, there's millions of others that God wants to save yet that are not safe in the ark like we are. And the amazing thing is that he wants to use you and me to accomplish that. Uh, think about this for a moment. God has entrusted the greatest message the world has ever known with you and me. And that message is, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, 
but have eternal life. So folks, we're not meant to be silent and quiet about our faith. God's word says it best in 19 and 20 of Matthew 28. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. There's a lot of meat in that, in those two verses. As disciples were to go into the world. Can I say it? It's not an option, folks. We must go. It's not an option. And your goal may look a little different from my goal, but nevertheless, we all must go into the world. In other words, you may not be called to be a pastor or a missionary or a full-time evangelist, but you can share with your next-door neighbor the love of Christ. You, you, you can share with a friend. You, you can share with a classmate. You, you can share with a colleague at work the love of Christ by your actions and your words. You do know that sometimes we have to, what, earn, <laughs> earn the right to share our faith. We have to earn the right to share the love of God with others. And Jesus knows that the world can be overwhelming at times and scary. So he promised to go with us through the help of the Holy Spirit. John 14, 25 and 26 puts it this way. All this I have spoken while you are still with, while still with you. This is Jesus speaking now. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So we can go boldly into the world with the message of the gospel with the Holy Spirit's help. And we go into the world as community. The scripture says as much when Jesus called the 12 together, he began to send them out, what? Two by two. And gave them authority over impure spirits. Mark 6, 7. So, so evangelism is the byproduct of our discipleship when we are obeying the Lord. Key point, key point. Evangelism is an outgrowth of discipleship. In other words, as we grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ through community, obedience, prayer, time alone with Jesus, evangelism is the natural result. That is, we begin to boldly share the love of Christ with others. Another key point, if you're to be a true disciple, optimum word here now, folks, Follow me. True is the optimum word. If you're to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ, you must, in some way, fashion, or form, share your faith with others. Let me say that again. If you're to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ, you must, in some way, 
fashion or form, share your faith with others. Evangelism. So community with the world is the final lesson in our course, Christianity 101. So what are our next steps? We've heard all of this. We, we, we've, we've heard community with believers. We, we've heard community with Jesus. We, we've heard community with the world. And, and all of these leads to evangelism, lead to us sharing with others. Said another way, evangelism is the natural outgrowth of interaction with these three people groups, believers, Jesus, and the world. As one gathers with the body of Christ on a regular basis and makes Jesus the centerpiece of our discussion, consistently the world will be impacted by our actions and our words. So as we complete our lesson in Christianity 101, and by the way, you all passed. <laughs> you all passed. Here are some key takeaway points. First of all, obedience to Jesus is the key, folks. Obedience to Jesus is the key. Jesus is among us. It's the second lesson we can grab hold of. And thirdly, evangelism is an outgrowth of community. I believe we can sum it up. That is this class, Christianity 101, with the words of Jesus himself. He said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Will you be a laborer for the Lord as he's called you to be? And maybe as we close, may maybe there might be someone among us today who said, well, I really haven't accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. Well, you have an opportunity this morning to do that. He loves you. He died for you. He initiates. He initiates the relationship. You don't have to come to him. Folks, you don't have to clean up. How many of, have, of us have heard that? I have to get my life together before I come to the Lord. You know what? It's just the opposite. <laughs> you, you won't get your life together until you come to the Lord. He's beckoning us to come to him. Will you do that? And, and many of you have done it already, and God bless you. We're, we're in the ark together waiting for that day when Jesus shall come. But as we wait, we need to bring others in. <laughs> we, need, we need to share the gospel with others so that they can come into the ark as well of safety. It's simple, folks. It's not complicated. Acknowledge your sins. Acknowledge God's gift. Accept God's gift. It's not that simple. Anybody can pass that course. I hope we all have. If you need, if you need some direction, we have it on the screen right now, folks. Heavenly Father, thank you for your mercy 
grace and love found in and through Jesus. Save me and forgive me for from my sins. I give you my life and choose to follow love and live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's, let's uh, close in prayer. And if you prayed that prayer, I would like to know or uh, tell someone of your acceptance of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for the obedience and the attention of the people of God this morning. Father, may your spirit continue to work in each one of our lives, pushing us towards being more faithful, more committed, more vocal about our faith in you. Bless us now in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, amen and amen.